Well, hello, <clears throat> national identities and biblical national identities. Why is it important? Is it important? That's what we're going to be talking about on Tomorrow's World Now today. We're looking at real questions, and we're going to answer them with real answers. Um, the world looks at the U.S. as a melting pot of the world, or, or the U.S. has been called that. Of course, uh, Europe is, <coughs> has been in crisis mode, mitigating the immigration problems they have there. Do national identities matter? Is it important? That's what we're going to be talking about. We appreciate you joining us at Tomorrow's World. And of course, like always, please share and like us on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, we really appreciate it. Again, that is our job to preach the gospel and your job to, to preach the gospel of the kingdom <coughs> of God. And that, that is what we need to do. So we have today with us uh, Mr. Rod McNair. He's a fellow minister and the uh, assistant director of church administration. And the director of church administration, Dr. Douglas Winnale, an evangelist in the living church of God. We're glad to have them with us. And uh, just uh, two great men to help talk about this and work through this topic together. Dr. Winnale has actually written several articles about this topic and uh, can be very helpful with this. So the world is not one big homogenous uh, group of people. It's not that case. Uh, that's not the case. We are separate and divided by nations. That's the way it's been since there have been nations. Um, I want to talk about, I want to ask the question, get started, why is it important to look at our roots and look at the identity of nations and understand that? Why is that important, gentlemen? You know, one, one <coughs> reason or one example why it's important, um, we have in our, in our library uh, a book that is, uh, deals with a little bit of personal family history. Hmm. It was written by a fellow... Um, James name is James McNair back in uh, 1855, and he says it, it may perhaps be an exaggeration to state that genealogy is the basis of history. Nevertheless, uh, John Fiske, another uh, 19th century philosopher, says that without the study of genealogy, history is comparatively <coughs> lifeless. And then he mm. goes on in the introduction to explain we can't understand uh, national politics, diplomacy, how nations interact with each other, unless we understand history, which really a lot of it springs from something as mundane that, that we might think of as mundane when we read lists of names and lists of, <coughs> of he begot this person and that mm. person, and yet genealogy is, is really forms in some ways the backbone of history. It's like uh, knowing you know, why a person might act a certain way, you know, knowing about their history, knowing what they, they grew up with, but that's in a personal level. But you're talking about on a national level in that way. Dr. Winnell. Nations have characteristics. Mm. You know, Americans are viewed as, you know, kind of self-righteous, but religious. You know, Europeans are viewed as not very religious. You know, Germans have a, a rather checkered history, and I'm German, so I'm not knocking anybody. <laughs> But when you understand national characteristics, it gives you an idea of where things may go. They talk about history getting back into the, the line of history or back into the flow of history. And different nations have flowed in different directions. Hmm. Now you ask, and we've asked, uh, why are roots important? And uh, when you look at European history today, not history, you look at European events today, why the, right. the turmoil over there? Because they're... 
have immigrants coming in trying to bring their culture right. into another country. Different cultures. We're yeah. seeing the same thing in America with people wanting to hold on to certain cultural values that we've had for several hundred years mm -hmm. and others want to push a new morality, a, a new approach to things and people don't like it. Right. People want to know who they are and they want to hold on to their identities. It's right. important. And you know in, in our American <coughs> culture, our psyche, one of the one of the sort of basic uh, premises that that our national identity is based on is built on is is you know we don't care where you came from we don't care who you were who your family was we just just what have you done for me lately yeah. it's the here and now yeah. and we don't care about the future we're t focusing on the here and now and and that is such a dangerous right. and disastrous way to look at forget things. about your past forget, forget about, about your you past think, where, who you are. forget about your family for, forget about right. what what made you who you are today forget about uh, that you represent a line of other people who have been a part of the right. the fabric right. and uh, and that's why it's so important right you know I, I think uh, <clears throat> there's one verse that I think about you had mentioned it but I, I do want to uh, read it. I hope I, I won't uh, take it from you, but um, Acts 17, verse 26. You know, why is it important? Well, God ordained it that way. You know, that, that's another reason. It's important. Acts uh, 17, verse 26, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the, all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. And God ordained it that way. He set it up that way for various purposes. You know, not, uh, you had mentioned uh, before the show we were talking that it's, it's not about one nation being better than another nation. This is just about the way God ordained it and set it up, not about better or worse. Right. You know, why do people like to travel today? They like to go to this country or that yeah. country to taste different foods, yes. to see how they're dressed differently. You know, God has made different races. We have different cultures. You know, you look at the natural world. He didn't make all just green trees right. with one leaf. Right. You know, we've got pine trees. We've got oak trees. We've got different flowers. God likes variety. Uh, you know, one of the reasons, I think, in America today why we're trying to suppress uh, national background. So you look back 300 years, you had English coming over, you had uh, uh, Irish coming over, you had different nationalities coming in, and there was friction. There was a lot of friction. Mm -hmm. And the idea was to get rid of that, we've got to blend everything. And yet, as we're seeing today, people don't want to lose their heritage. You know, President um, uh, Trump had made a comment recently. He said, we've got to rededicate ourselves to our glorious heritage. He's talking about freedom, a history of freedom, and a one nation under God. And yet, a lot of people today, especially younger people, don't know what their heritage mm, is. Right. They don't know where they came from. They don't know what our historical values are. Uh, history has been kind of pushed out of the curriculum because this is divisive. Right. That, that mm -hmm. They want everybody to be together and just ignore where they are. And we created a group of people who don't know who they are. Sure. You know, if I can just add one, <coughs> one more item. We, uh, we often use this uh, passage in Jeremiah chapter 30 to talk about why we need to know who we are, who uh, 
we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but why we need to know who modern Israel is, <coughs> the ten tribes and, and specifically Joseph. Which we'll get it, into. Yeah, which we'll get into. Yeah. But it, it really explains why it's important because he talks about how uh, that uh, my people, Israel and Judah, are going to be coming cap back from captivity. Mm. It's the time of Jacob's trouble. Mm. Well, how in the world <laughs> is Jacob going to be warned unless Jacob knows who he is? Right. And so, as you said, it's not about <laughs> uh, uh, you know any ethnic group being superior. Mm. It's about what does the Bible say about prophecy mm. and how do we understand and how can we know what's going to happen if we happen to be in that that group that it's going to come upon. That's very important. Right, right. You know, one of the things I get into in preparing for the uh, program today was in Europe, they have a number of what they call identity movements are mm. uh, emerging. And these are young people that are angry at the generation in the 60s that began to throw away uh, information about identity. And they're basically saying, we don't like you guys because you've stolen our heritage. You've, mm. you've thrown away who we are, and we want to find out who we are. Mm. Interesting. So this, this is a very uh, dynamic situation. It could explode. Right. Well, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking about the identity of nations. We're talking about uh, where, those, uh, where they are in biblical prophecy as well, we'll look at. In fact, we're going to name names as far as look at the Bible and where are these nations found today, modern nations by name, and look at that in the Bible. In fact, that's our next topic here that we want to discuss. Um, you know, we, we see the different nations, and just like you all are mentioning, how can we understand prophecy? How can we understand what the, the Word of God is when the names here don't translate oftentimes to what we see in the modern age. That, you know, we might see Egypt in the Bible. Uh, we might see the word Israel in the Bible. Um, but some of the names aren't, they don't translate easily to the modern age. How, how do we know? And, and let's, uh, I wanted to name some names, basically, of what we do understand. And, you know, we're not going to be able to get into the proofs of them today. Um, we're not going to be able to get into that. We just don't have the time for that. But I will tell you, we do have booklets that uh, uh, we'll be looking at uh, this one here. It's the Middle East in Prophecy, and we have the United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. We have several articles that uh, can be listed uh, in the feed, the comment feed on Facebook, and uh, we'll put those there for you. But uh, how do we know? You know, the Bible contains a lot of history, and yet the Bible today has been basically categorized as a bunch of myths and stories. It's not trustworthy. Mm -hmm. And yet the Bible, pretty much the whole Old Testament, is the history of Israel. Now, most people think that that's just the Jews. Mm -hmm. Now, the Jews were one son, or Judah was one son of Jacob. But Jacob had 11 other sons, and there's some very powerful prophecies to the descendants of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Mm. And once you know who these sons are and you begin to identify them, and you can do this historically because there are a lot of things that match up with these Bible prophecies. Once you start putting those together, world news becomes quite exciting, quite sobering because right. there's a, uh, there are prophecies about what's going to happen to these nations. Boy, the prophecies, the, the, the world news starts to jump out at you. Yeah. You know, you yeah. start to see, oh, yeah, that's what God or said would happen. 
you know, millennia ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, too, that uh, Jesus told his disciples to go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, the house of Israel was made up of 12 tribes. Mm-hmm. In order to carry out Jesus' mission to go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, you've got to know where these right. people are. Mm-hmm. And that's not a big mystery once you begin to understand Bible right. prophecy. Right. You know, and taking, taking that even further, one more <coughs> step, uh, back in Genesis chapter 10 is what we find uh, what's called the Table of Nations. And uh, there it, it explains how the... The, after uh, the flood, how the sons of Noah, who came from them and who, who their sons were and grandsons and great-grandsons. And, and um, the, uh, my understanding is in, in Jewish tradition, uh, this, the, this was looked at as, as 70 nations hmm. that, that encompassed, that became the whole world. Hmm. Now, we have, and, and that was even uh, believed in the, in the early Christian church as well. It's only in recent centuries that people have been skeptical about the Bible in so many ways. Right. And then they have brought up, well, this only was talking about the people in the Near East. Mm. This isn't talking about people in all other parts of the world. Well, that is directly denying the fact that the flood happened. Right, yeah. But true. they don't believe in that either. Right. They don't believe in Adam and <laughs> because Eve. Because they don't believe God's Word. Right. Because they don't believe God's Word. Mm. So, so really what we do have here is a is a laying out of 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 seventy nations sure. and and the the basic tribal groups that would become nations from families and and it's fascinating. These are the seeds of the nations of we what we have today. Have today. Yeah. You know, our modern nations are not only skeptical of the Bible; uh, they don't know what's in it. Mm. Yeah. We've been called a nation of in America, a nation of biblical illiterates. Mm. And yet if you go to Genesis 49, where it lists these promises, actually they're prophecies about what is going to happen to the 12 tribes of Israel. And you can identify Judah there, and those are the Jews today. But then it talks about uh, Reuben, and this is probably the French today. It talks about Holland, uh, which is Zebulun, or it talks about Zebulun, which is Holland. Which, you know, by the way, I just want to say that uh, for our audience, okay, we're naming these names. And this is, there's a lot of research that has gone into, you know, by us naming these names and who they associate with here. And we've got articles and we've got booklets on this, these topics. So, I mean, just keep going. But uh, this it's is, not uh, only the church that that's publishes right. these You're right. things. That's right. Yes. Here's a booklet entitled The Story of Celto, Saxon, Israel. And it talks about the 12 tribes, where they went, and the historical uh, paths that you can follow. Mm-hmm. But once you begin to understand these things, identities of nations, not just the Israelite nations, Mm -hmm. but of China, of Germany, and some of these others. Once you begin to understand that, there are prophecies about these nations that all of a sudden world events begin to make sense. Right. And you know, Dr. Winnell, in that very first verse of the chapter you're referring to, what does it say? Jacob Mm -hmm. called his sons and said, gather together that I may tell you what shall befall you in the last days. Right. You know, but these are only stories. You can't believe this. That's right. That's right. Well, in the last days, I mean, is that referring to, you know, the time before when the Messiah would come, the time before right. Christ's return or not? I mean, right. that's the way the Bible uses that. Mm-hmm. And so would these be sort of little groups of people about 4,000 years later, almost, you know, 
Uh, no, they would be full nations right, right. that would nations. be... Uh, yeah, why don't you read the descriptions of these uh, 12 tribes that are mentioned here. You have a little nutshell characteristic, a nutshell description mm -hmm. of what to look for. And you can actually match nations up today that have these characteristics right, right. that have inherited various things. Uh, continue reading, continue <coughs> naming off some of the names uh, out of Genesis 49 here. Okay, Daniel talk, talks about the tribe of Dan, and the Irish trace themselves to the Tuatha de Danann. The, the group of, of, of people descended from Dan. You know, I, I lived in Ireland for about five years, and uh, they match up with these characteristics. You know, Abraham was a descendant of Eber. Uh, we talk about the Iberian Peninsula. Where does this name come from? Well, these Israelites came from the Middle East, up through Spain for a while, came into the British Isles. There was, uh, I think they call Ireland, Ibernia which again traces back to the Iberian Peninsula, back to this name Eber. Um, Gad, possibly Switzerland. Mm -hmm. There's actually a valley in Switzerland called the Valley of the Gad Men. Mm. You wonder, where mm. did these names come from? Mm. Uh, talks about uh, Asher, and it talks about their rich dainties and so on. This is probably Belgium, mm. and Belgium is famous for their lace, for their chocolate, mm. things like that. Uh, Naphtali, probably Sweden. Uh, the interesting one, I think, down here, we'll skip over uh, Joseph for just a minute. We'll get to that, yeah. But Benjamin talks about a ravenous wolf, and this appears to be Norway, Iceland, some of these Scandinavian areas. Uh, they were the Vikings, and they were ravenous wolves. <laughs> Ask the Irish. <laughs> Ask the French in Paris. that they, The Vikings paid a visit uh, down there, and it was not a very pleasant one. But, right. So we listed off uh, with that, we've listed <coughs> off some names there uh, of the uh, Israelitish nations. Um, what other nations are in the Bible that we can point to as modern day nations today? What are some other ones? <coughs> well, you know, again, continuing with this theme, um, talking about how a lot of people look at uh, the Jews as being all of the Israelites. Israel, right. The same thing can be said about when we use the word Semitic or, or anti-Semitic. Mm -hmm. Well, usually people are saying that in reference to the Jews. Right. But Semitic means sons of Shem. Mm -hmm. Shem was one of the three sons of Noah. And interestingly enough, from Genesis 10, uh, Elam, Asher, Arphaxad, Lud, Aram were all... Uh, sons of Shem, uh, the Elamites are who we would identify as Persia or modern-day Iran. Uh, Asher, uh, we would identify with Germany. Uh, certainly, so, so Germany was Semitic. A wide range of people, right. Absolutely. Uh, Arphaxad was, was uh, the one through that Abraham come from, came from. Aram would be modern-day Syria. So all of these these nations are actually Semitic, Semitic, right. Semitic. Mm -hmm. and so uh, even how we use these words uh, is is just not ap not in our po popular culture today is not reflected uh, from really what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned Assyria. Assyria is one that uh, we would associate with Germany. Uh, I think you've written some articles mm -hmm. on that, right? Uh, um, I wanted to, there's uh, in the book, The Middle East in Prophecy, I wanted to just uh, read 
a couple of brief quotes to help uh, on the same topic, basically. It says, uh, today, even Muslims acknowledge Ishmael as the ancestors of the Arabs, as described in their uh, scripture, the Quran. And it goes on, the envy and rivalry, now, without understanding what we're, what we're about to read, you look at the world and you say, why is there such a rivalry between these two peoples? Uh, but it says, the envy and rivalry between these two peoples continues to this day, um, talking about Jacob and Esau, and another dimension that helps, and Ishmael, I should say, and, uh, and uh, uh, Joseph and so forth. Um, another dimension that helps explain today's ongoing conflict is the rivalry between Jacob and Esau, the <coughs> twin sons of Isaac. This bitter, ri bitter rivalry would continue throughout history. Esau is called Edom. The Edomites intermarried with the Ishmaelites, uh, beginning with Esau himself. And uh, anyways, it helps give a picture of what's happening in today's world. You know, President Jimmy Carter wrote a book entitled The Blood of Abraham, and he was pointing to the Bible as the source of the rivalry between the Jews today and the Arabs over there. And he's build, building basically on the same scriptures that you referred to. Mm. You know, a couple of other comments just on identifying nations. Daniel 11 talks about uh, the kings of the East are going to be coming towards the Jerusalem area. When you stand in Jerusalem and you look east, and they're going to be coming, as it mentions, I believe, in Revelation 9, mm -hmm. with a very huge army. Where are you going to get these huge numbers unless they're coming from the east, from China, and possibly India, and possibly Russia? You know, so the Bible talks about these are things that are going to take place toward the end of the age. Right. And you've got China today building a Silk Road, which may transport right, some of these sure. troops across Asia. Uh, they are becoming a very powerful force on the world scene today. Mm -hmm. and, and this links with what the Bible says is going to be happening toward the end of the age. Okay, what are some names uh, for, let's say, Russia, that when we read God's Word, what would be a couple of things? Well, there are some really fascinating references uh, to... Uh, back from Genesis chapter 10, it talks about the sons of Japheth. So that was another mm -hmm. son of Noah um, who we would identify with, uh, with the Asian mm -hmm. uh, people. Uh, Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshach, Tiras. And uh, what's fascinating about Meshach is over in Ezekiel 39, there's a reference. It says it's a prophecy, but it references... Uh, he, he says, you son of man, prophesy against Gog and, again, and say, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, mm -hmm. okay, and Meshech and Tubal. So, <clears throat> you know, some identify, and it seems to be uh, logical, uh, Rosh with, with Russia um, to some degree, Meshech with Moscow, there, there's a similarity in the wording. And also Tubal, there's a, a Tubal River, uh, there's a, a, a town called Tobolsk that's on the Tobal River in Russia. And also he says, and I will turn you around and lead you on, bringing you up from the far north. So again, from the perspective of Jerusalem, where is the far north? It, it seems to fit. Uh, interestingly, with one of the sons of Japheth. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible mentions that God has used the Assyrians to punish the ancient Israelites. 
And Bible prophecies indicate God is going to punish the modern nations of Israel today. And it appears from Isaiah 10 that Syria is going to be involved with that. You know, the Arabs person pretty much identified the Israel, yeah, <laughs> the Arabs pretty much identified uh, Assyria with the Germans mm. back in the 1400s, 1500s. Mm. Uh, people today say, oh, no, no, the people that claim to be Assyrians today uh, are not living in Germany. Mm. And yet the Assyrians deported a lot of people, nations that they captured, they deported them to break up their national identities. And they brought them to Assyria. When the Assyrian Empire fell, uh, the Assyrian leadership was, you know, they left. And the people that were left there are not really Assyrians. They were some of these people that were brought in. I got into this on the internet some time ago. People wrote in and said, well, we're, we're not Germans. You know, we're living here in, in the Middle East. Well, they don't know their own history. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just like a lot of other people don't know their history. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Um, you uh, read a, a scripture, if you uh, on Isaiah 19. I don't know if you wanted to, to yeah. read that because I, I think that's a powerful scripture. I think it goes in line with what you had mentioned. It mentions Assyria, it mentions Egypt and Israel, uh, but I, I think it's a powerful scripture there. Isaiah, yeah, I think uh, 19. Isaiah 19. It, it talks about how. Um, in the after Christ returns, when he sets up his government in what we would call the millennium, the, the 1,000 year reign of Christ, um, it's really fascinating that he's, first of all, he talks about uh, Egypt in a positive sense. He talks about the Egyptians as worshiping him at an altar, um, you know, even though they are they are punished because of, because of uh, rebelling against him in, in, in Zechariah. But at some point, the, the nation of Egypt is, is obedient to him. And then it's verse 23, In that day there shall be a highway from Egypt to Assyria, which is also very interesting because in the end time we talk about and we read about the king of the north mm. and the king of the south and this bitter, bitter uh, fighting between the two but apparently, those two groups of people are going to be are going to be uh, traveling sure. to, to uh, in a, in, a, in, in <coughs> safety reconciled. reconciled. Yeah. The Assyrian will come into <coughs> Egypt, and the Egyptian into Assyria, and the Egyptians will serve with the Assyrians. In that day, Israel will be one of three with Egypt and Assyria, mm. a blessing in the midst of the land, whom the Lord of hosts shall bless saying, Blessed is Egypt, my people, Assyria, the work of my hands, and Israel, my inheritance. Mm -hmm. So he's going to take, uh, you know, groups that are bitter rivals and, and bitter enemies, right. Germany, uh, the, the, the nations of Britain and America, when we talk about the end time, bitter enemies, and, the, and some of the Arab peoples, and they're all actually going to work together in the millennium. It, it's amazing. Yeah. It's wonderful. I mean, it's a wonderful future, and we can know that by reading Scripture. Right. Um, well, gentlemen, we, we have a few minutes left. I, we, there's one important topic that we want to talk about, and that is the identity of the U.S. and Britain. And, and who are they? Uh, we, you, you touched on it just a little bit, Dr. Winnale, uh, earlier, but who are we in uh, U.S. and Britain? And uh, where can we be found in Bible prophecy? Can you talk about that? Very quickly, Genesis 48 and Genesis 49, it talks about promises made to uh, the sons of Joseph, Ephraim and Manasseh. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Ephraim was prophesied to become a company of nations. Uh, <clears throat> Manasseh was prophesied to become a great nation. It, you know, Britain did become a company of great nations, a commonwealth, commonwealth, of, great, right. commonwealth yeah. of nations. And America has become one of the greatest nations in the face of the earth. So the Bible prophecies are there. It talks about what's going to happen to these people. You know, it's interesting, you know, we've been asking the question, who are we? Uh, Samuel Huntington is a non-practicing Jew. He's a historian at Harvard. And he basically identifies various traits of uh, the American people. He said we were for about 300 years a Protestant Christian nation. Uh, he said if we are going, want to retain our greatness, we're going to have to get back to mm -hmm. what we were mm -hmm. at one time. Now, we would probably have some different views sure. on that. But just a couple of other things very quickly. A book by Clifford Longley, who's a religious writer for the London uh, Times, I think it was, and he says, you cannot understand America and Britain unless you understand this concept of a chosen people. Mm. That's a biblical concept. Mm. The chosen people were the Israelite people, not that they were any better than anybody else. God had a mission for them. Right. They were to, mm. to be a light and an example to the world. In many cases, we have... Supposed to be of his way of life. Of course, they've been the most hard-necked and stiff-necked people, it yeah, says. You but know. we've also been blessed incredibly. People can't understand, why is America blessed? Right. Well, the prophecies explain that. Right. But with blessings come responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be consequences for the direction that we're going. Mm. So the point I want to make is that uh, the church is not the only one who's understood some of these concepts of who mm -hmm. America and Britain was. You know, there's a British Israel society. Now, they tend to focus more on Britain <laughs> than they do on America. But they've understood that concept. Uh, they seem to have ossified about 1920 or 1930, and they don't really understand the mission. Right. And yet, you know, Margaret Thatcher even made a comment in one of her books. She said, Britain has lost its sense of mission. Hmm. We don't hmm. know why we're here because they're not reading the book. They've not been taught the book. Right. That mission was to go into all the world and be an example and to be a light. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, one thing, uh, of course, we have the, the booklet, uh, The United States and Great Britain in Prophecy. Uh, well, it has a key on there, and the re you know, reason we put a key on the, the top there is because <coughs> it is absolutely 100% the key to understanding Bible prophecy. You, you know, Anybody who does not understand this idea, this, this concept, and, and reads Scripture, you, you get so lost. You can't know. You don't understand. You know, it's just not possible to understand what the reality is of when you're reading about Joseph, when you're reading about Israel, the house of Israel, and the house of Judah, and the differences between there, and so forth. It, it cannot be understood. You know, one common mistake I, I've, I've found when this, when the idea that uh, Israel, uh, or the sons of Joseph specifically, uh, being United States and uh, Great Britain, um, one thing I've heard get mixed up many times is this idea that the United States is the beast power. Because you could read about the beast power and then say, oh yeah, that looks like the United States. All the power, all the wealth, all this. Right, and so, but that's because you don't understand exactly who the United States uh, heritage is. That's right. You know, Prince Charles made a comment to a group of historians in the British Isles. 
about five, ten years ago. He said, if you don't know your history, you don't know who you are. In Britain, they've lost track of who they are. In America, we've not been taught who we are. As a result, we have no idea. We don't understand how we fit into Bible prophecy. Uh, and as a result, we don't understand what's going to happen in the future to our nations. You know what's interesting is that there is a, Bible, a book, and I, I uh, don't recall the name of it, um, but I know, I know we've talked about it, Dr. Winnell. There's a book that uh, talks about, uh, it is written by a man who is, who is trying to um, disprove the idea that Britain right. and the United States are, are <coughs> descended from the ten tribes. Mm -hmm. But the way he does it is, is show how prevalent the idea was in the 1500s and the 1600s and the 1700s in Britain. Mm -hmm. This was common knowledge. And he, he, he sort of in a convoluted way uses that to say, see, this, just, this myth mm -hmm. is just mm -hmm. so ingrained that it just oh, goes on and goes on. on, and on yeah. The point is that we didn't learn this growing up, right. but there was a point a few hundred years ago in Britain where the, the whole idea of where they came from, and he documents it, was widely known for hundreds of years. You know, it, it's amazing that we don't, we don't see that today. Right, yeah, this isn't just, uh, yeah, certainly isn't just the living Church of God's ideas at all. This, right. this is research, this is secular, you know, as far as secular uh, resources uh, document. This. There's a book on the lost ten tribes. It's a Welsh anthropologist. In the introduction to the book, it says, Dr. So-and-so does not spend time on the so-called evidence. He wants to get into more interesting things. Mm. So he's looking in China, he's looking in Africa, but they're in his own backyard. He's a Welshman. Mm. But they never discuss the evidence for, it's always these other more interesting things. Mm. He just doesn't understand. One last thing I wanted yeah. to mention, we talked about this before. Uh, but we have uh, a production that is put out by, uh, by our website called Viewpoints oh, yeah. that uh, Jonathan Riley recently made, created one entitled... I'm guessing they can... Okay, good. They, yeah, it looks like they they, they, yeah, they've got it, it on the screen. Entitled, good. Where Do the Celts Come From? And he talks about some recent evidence and recent studies, Y-chromosome studies, about showing migrations of Celts, et cetera. Might be interesting for Sure, for yeah, the viewers, check that out, absolutely. Check it out, and then uh, go ahead, Dr. Winnale. This is a book written by Roger Rusk. He was a brother of Dean Rusk, who was the Secretary of State under JFK and uh, Linda Johnson. And he understood this concept of the identity of Israel. And he makes the, the comment here, he says, the time has come in history, in the history of the world when God's people are going to know who they are. Mm -hmm. I think what he's saying is we're going to come to understand sooner or later. In fact, there's some scriptures in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It talks about uh, what we learn in secret, we're to shout from the housetops uh, to make plain and clear. And I think that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah. This history yeah. has been hidden, but it's not been lost. Right. It's right. there. And as part of our job, I think, and if I would encourage our, our readers and people that are watching to dig into this for yourself. Right. Dig into it for yourself. The, the books are available. The information is available. What we publish is kind of the tip of the iceberg. That's right, yes. Right. I right. was in the theological library at Harvard one time, and they had three or four stacks mm. of shelves 
talking about this whole subject mm. that it was big back in the 20s and the 30s and so on and then because the British Empire kind of went down the tubes they conclude well we're not being blessed maybe we're not that person or maybe we better forget that right but the information is there and it really is exciting and it's informative yeah isn't it interesting as well one of the Old Testament prophecies is is God is saying Prepare to meet your God, O Israel. Right, yeah. And as, as you said, Dr. Winnell, uh, they're going to get to know Him. Uh, our people are going to know who we are, right. and we're going to know who God is. And again, you know, you, you can't see, you can't understand Bible. You know, you read the Bible and you don't know who, who's who, and it doesn't make sense, and it's not as exciting and so forth. But understanding these ideas, these concepts, and who's who, it really makes it exciting. It, it puts it together. It helps you to see what's happening in the world today. Uh, so on today's show, we've talked about uh, national identities, biblical national identities. We've named names, and we've talked about who we are in the United States and Britain. And uh, we appreciate you watching. Again, uh, if you like this program, please like it on Facebook, follow us on Facebook, and also subscribe on YouTube. If you haven't already, please click subscribe on YouTube. We appreciate it. We appreciate everything you do and the sharing that you've done. And we, we, we thank you so much for that. So until next time, we'll see you. Bye-bye.